coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today, we're on chapter 26 of 30 in my 30-part series on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture, The Five Components for Building High-Performance Teams. And today is actually the seventh episode that's related to the competency component out of the transformation equation. And again, part six or chapter six is where I actually introduced and taught you about this transformation equation. So there's seven chapters in my book related to competency. If you've been listening to all of this, uh, all the previous episodes in this series, you, you know all about that by now. Hopefully you've gotten the book and, and dove in really deep if you're interested in leading cultural transformation. But today again is uh, the seventh chapter underneath that competency component. So let's get to it. Chapter 26 is titled Support Intentional Preparation. The subtitle is Train and Develop Your In-House Trainers. So if you listen to the last episode where I talked about identifying your culture champions, feeding the hungry, guess what? This is a chapter on one way you can feed those hungry. Those who actually step up, hold their hand up, stand up, and say, hey, I want to I wanna do more, be more uh, a part of this cultural transformation. And they're willing to take on that responsibility. So I want to start off with a quote from Mark Miller. He's the VP of Leadership Development at Chick-fil-A and has been for several decades now. So Mark says, when you invest in emerging leaders, it means you're serious about creating the future rather than just hoping it works out. So what I'm talking about today in supporting your intentional preparation of your leaders. Most often when, most often when an organization begins cultural transformation, they, they need outside support. I mean, almost always. If they didn't, they would all... They wouldn't need cultural transformation. Someone inside who is a, a high-level leader would have already led the transformation. So usually when someone gets serious about this, when they haven't been in the past, or they want to go to a different level, they need outside support. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because outside people like me, I bring in a lot of experience from all types of organizations, and I've seen a lot of stuff happen, and I know what's coming, and I know what's going to look like when you get finished, and I know about a lot of the roadblocks and obstacles and, and that sort of stuff. That's why I write all these books to, to help accelerate leaders' journey down the path. But your goal from the start should be to begin doing all of this stuff that I'm helping you do yourself. Your goal should be to begin doing all of this yourself at some point. And you do that, I don't mean literally you if you're the top leader, if you're the CEO or the business owner. Yes, you got to be involved, and the more involved, the better. But I mean doing it by leveraging your leaders and your culture champions. And hopefully, those become the same set of people. 
hopefully your highest impact leaders are definitely going to be your culture champions. And any culture champions you identify, hopefully you're growing them, helping them become high impact leaders within the organization. Hopefully get them on the org chart at some point so they really can have some influence because they're the right people for the job because of their character. So you must train and develop your in-house trainers. That's what I'm talking about. And the hungry people, they're going to be easy because they're going to basically train themselves. But a lot of times, or most often, this means getting them certified through an external source to teach someone else's content. And that's actually something I do with all of my content. You know, you can go to bluecollarleadership.com and look up uh, certification. And you can find out about my license and certification program. I'll tell you a little bit about it right here because it fits in this chapter, but it does not have to be me. You don't have to use my stuff, but you got to train your trainers somehow. You got to give them some stuff. Now they can do research and build their own content and all that kind of stuff. That's outstanding, but it takes a lot of time. So what I've done is I want to help accelerate people down the path. So one way to, to feed the hungry. I always tell leaders who I'm supporting one way to feed the hungry, get them certified to teach my content. Let them do it more inside the organization. And the way that works with me is <clears throat> basically it's a thousand dollars per person per book title. So if you wanted someone in your organization to be certified to teach blue collar leadership and culture, this book where that I'm covering with you now in this 30 part series, each person who you wanted to teach and train on my content would be $1,000 per person for this book. If you wanted one person to train on this book, that's $1,000. If you wanted them to train on another one of my books, Blue Collar Leadership and Teamwork, as for example, that'd be another $1,000. So $1,000 per person per title. What that gives them is a lifetime license. And you don't have to do this inside of an organization. If you're listening to my, my podcast and you, th you think, man, I'd like to be certified to teach your stuff where I could go do my own workshops for people. Or I have clients that I'd like to teach your content. You can get certified. You can charge whatever you want to charge to teach my stuff. It's all covered in that license. I don't want any of the money from it. I'm just letting people stand on my shoulders for $1,000. They can get certified to teach internally or externally for a fee or without a fee. It doesn't matter either way. So what comes with that license? Again, it's a lifetime license. It goes with a person. So if you pay a thousand dollars to get somebody certified and they leave that certification and license goes with the person. It doesn't stay with the company and they can teach it anywhere. So it's a reward for the hungry people. But what it comes with is it comes with an e-training kit, which means once somebody pays the $1,000 and signs the little contract, it's real simple. I give them access to my website, to a web page where they can download all this material that I have in, my, in the e-training kit for each book. So the e-training kit has, it has a uh, participant and facilitate a workbook. Basically, there's 30 chapters, so there's 30 pages. Each page has some of the highlights from the book. It has fill in the blank, so the facilitator will have the answers to the blank, and the participant's workbook will have the you know a blank. So if 
if someone wanted to take somebody like when I do in-depth training, I use these documents when I'm doing, say, if I'm teaching a 12 hour course on this book, I use this doc document and it engages the audience a little more to do some fill in the blank type stuff. But you could you could teach one page per week, you know, to a team or you could go in and you could do on site workshops. People could do it internally or if you're a speaker, you could teach and speak on my content and use use these sheets. It also comes with a, a book study and just real simple instructions that I shared with you a couple episodes back about doing the book study. But it but the license comes with a instructions on how to facilitate the book study. It comes with a book study guide. And that's really, again, more for discussion for those people who want to read the book and do a discussion instead of doing the book study like I talked about. So it's got talking points and questions and that sort of thing. And then I, I shared with you in that same episode previously about uh, the roundtable process where you add on the evaluation and assessment on top of the book study. So the licensing kit comes with a uh, evaluation and assessment, 30 pages. So an assessment for each chapter if, if somebody wanted to, to dive deeper into that. And I got a link to my video series. I have... You don't need the license to go see that, but I do have the link that's included with the series. Make sure you can see it and, and use it. Uh, a lot of clients watch my video series and then talk about it. Kind of like a book discussion, but it's just a little video discussion. So if you're not familiar with that, you go to youtube.com forward slash C, as in channel, forward slash Mac Story, M-A-C-K-S-T-O-R-Y. That's my YouTube channel. All five of my blue collar leadership books, I've got a 30 part video series on there. Most of the videos are only like three, three minutes per video. And I'm kind of doing like I'm doing on this podcast, except for it's only about three minutes instead of 30 minutes or so, or 20 minutes, whatever the podcast is. But those videos are only about three minutes long. So a lot of clients use those videos and show them to their team. Then they talk about whatever I talk about on the video. And some of the, some of the license have something I call a one-point lesson, a leadership nuggets. And basically those are 30, 30 pages, which are focused on basically giving like a supervisor or team leader a document that they could go out and kind of teach, print everybody a copy of this one-page copy. And it ain't a full page. It's got a lot of space in there. But it's four or five short paragraphs. And it's just leadership nuggets. And it's teaching about the content. And again, I don't have that in every one of these license kits, but some of them do. And it just allows a, a supervisor or a leader or somebody who's hungry, a culture champion, to go out and do small little teaching lessons off of these chapters. So that's, that's what you get when you get a license to teach my stuff. So I'm letting people stand on my shoulders on any of my books, get licensed, and take this deeper inside their organization, or if they want to speak on it, train on it outside to make money for themselves, they're welcome to do that. So, but I'm focused on helping you train and develop your in-house trainers relative to the, the chapter in this book. So as, as they grow and develop, they should be growing with the intent to develop others. And that's what, that's why when you identify your culture champions up front, you want them to know, hey, you keep growing and going, and I'm going to give you some opportunities. 
You may be leading book studies. You may be leading book discussions. I may get you certified to teach some different programs and things like that. That's how you feed the hungry. So developing others will result in additional growth for them while modeling growth for those who are watching. So allowing your hungry people or requiring your formal authority leaders on the org chart to train and develop others is going to cause them to grow. Most often, even if they don't want to, they almost can't help it. Some really can help it, and they don't grow while they're teaching others, but also they're not teaching others very well, so those are not the people you'd want to be trained as an in-house trainer on anything related to character development. If they don't have exceptional character or whatever character they do have, if they're not intentionally trying to get better, they ought not be teaching leadership development. Anything related to character, it needs to be somebody who's trying to get the character better, who, who's having success and having personal transformation, as well as helping the company transform the culture. So when you're teaching character-based principles, you're more likely to become intentional about applying them yourself. So those who are hungry, those who are on board, those who are going to be the tip of the spear relative to cultural transformation, you're actually going to help them get even better, although they're already really good. When you allow them to start teaching, training, and developing others relative to character, they're going to get even better because they're going to hold themselves accountable to those people they're speaking to. They're going to understand what being a role model really means, and they're going to try to be a better role model. And they will be a better role model. So having others teach why what they're learning will also accelerate their growth. That's the whole point. Everybody's growing together. And nothing will in, engage a team quicker than seeing their leader standing at the front of the room teaching leadership principles and humbly sharing their stories of success and failure. So when you get someone on the org chart who's actually trying to transform themselves personally and get better, or they already have a high degree of character. When those people are willing to stand in front of their own teams and teach leadership stuff, that's powerful. And we have a client and actually it's a, it's a young man. If you've been listening to my podcast series very long, you've heard me do a couple of interviews with him. His name's Jason Denham. And he's actually the vice president of electrical operations at, uh, Kilgore out in Houston, Texas, but he actually lives in Dallas, Texas and is, and was brought in to help start up the electrical division in Dallas. And I, th I think now he's pretty much over the entire electrical division for the entire company, but he lives in, in Dallas area, but it's pretty amazing. When I met Jason in 2013, he was at a small electrical con company leading a small crew of people you know, three, four, five, six, eight, ten people, I think, small crews in electrical construction outfit. And now he's VP at a very large electrical construction company operating in multiple large cities in Texas. That's who he is. And he 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 was one of the hungry. He was one of those hungry people. He fed himself and he developed himself beyond what his company was doing. And he outrun his company. And because he outrun his company, he had to go and grow somewhere else. 
and that's what he did. And he moved around three or four times and I kept track of him and I've always mentored him and, and spoken with him and helped him grow and develop. And on down the road after he had left my client and went to several other clients and was no longer with my previous client, I recommended him to a new client of mine, the CEO, Jeff Kilgore. And Jeff talked to him and ended up hiring him. And so he helps Jeff and Ken Kilgore at Kilgore Construction. Powerful set of leaders in that organization. Uh, Jeff and and Ken and, and Jason. And there's a lot more. I don't know all the other ones as much as I know those three. But what Jason still does and he's been doing this for several years, one Saturday a month. And he does more than this, but I'm talking specifically about this point right here, one thing that he does. One thing he does is once a month on Saturdays, he volunteers. Obviously, he's on a salary, so he don't get paid extra to come in Saturday and do leadership development. But what he does is he volunteers come in on Saturday once a month, and he conducts a leadership development class. Right now, it's for everybody who reports to him. It's for some people in some other departments that are not in the electrical division, maybe in the plumbing division in Texas. They come over and, and join his session. He also invites general contractors and other people within the community. I think he allows uh, spouses to come in and maybe teenage children, different things like that. doesn't mean they come, but I know that if I'm not mistaken, he allows them to come. Everybody's welcome. And the team volunteers, he volunteers to teach, and the team volunteers to come in on that Saturday. So nobody's getting paid. It's something they all do together to grow. And last time I talked to him, he was just so fired up because he's like, he calls me Mr. Mac. He said, Mr. Mac, everybody on my team came. And if they couldn't come, literally, they got on the, on the Microsoft Teams video call and was still in the room with us virtually. That's powerful. He talks about because of that, how much he actually gets to know his team. He also gets to hold himself accountable to them. They know him. He knows them. When he goes out to a job site, he was telling me, everybody wants to talk to me. Everybody wants to shake my hand. He said, people are telling me stuff that I wouldn't know if I wasn't teaching that leadership development class every, every month, getting to know them. And the reason he says that is because they get to trust him. They trust him, so when he's out on the job site, they tell him stuff that he wouldn't have known before. He may not have even been talking to him if he wasn't doing that because they may not be wanting to talk to him, so they might avoid him. And that's what I was talking about before. High-impact leaders, when they climb the organizational chart, they still remain connected to the people, all the people. Low-impact leaders, when they climb the organizational chart, they get farther and farther away from the people. And a lot of them, that's their goal. A low-impact leader, a lot of them, that's their goal because they want to climb the org chart and get a bigger check and a better title, but they don't want to do a better job. They just want to make more money and have a bigger title, but they don't want more responsibility. And see, when you go out and you talk to people on the front line as a high-level leader, any level leader, if you're a formal authority leader and you're out talking to the people on the front lines on a regular basis, whether they report to you or you're several layers up above them on the org chart, if you go out and you talk to them, that's accepting responsibility because most often they're going to tell you some stuff that needs to happen. 
And you're going to get to decide, are you going to go make it happen or not? So anyway, my story about Jason, he's actually certified. I think he's certified in one book. And I know he's been doing some stuff with the leadership nuggets I was telling you about. So he's got a license and a certification in one of those books. And I think he said he's about to get some more. So that's one thing he does. So leaders within the company can get this license and use it. Have these resources. You can print as many. If you got 10,000 people in your company, you can print 10,000 workbooks. You can train 10,000 people for $1,000. You just got to do it, though. Somebody in your company has got to do it. You got to get them certified, set up. They can make it happen. That's what this chapter is all about. I'll share a quote with you from John Maxwell. He says, the leaders with the most potential and who give you the highest rate of return on your investment also have the greatest likelihood of turning around and raising up other leaders. That's what this is all about. Raising up leaders who will raise up leaders. You start to create a cycle when you go through this type of cultural transformation and it's real and it's top to bottom, left and right. You get exponential growth in character of people. I'll share one more quote with you and we'll wrap it up for today. This is from uh, Josh Burson. It's kind of a long quote, but here we go. He says, high performing organizations that continuously invest in leadership development are now defining new 21st century leadership models to deal with today's gaps in their leadership pipelines and the new global business environment. These people focused organizations have generated nearly 60% improved business growth, reported a 66% improvement in bench strength, and showed a 62% improvement in employee retention. And our research shows that it is not enough to just spend money on leadership training, but rather to follow specific practices that drive accelerated business results. And that's what I'm talking about. Things that drive accelerated business results is growing and developing the people. Not just spending money on training. It's just, this, is, this stuff I'm talking about, it's not something you do. It's not about you doing something different as a leader. It's about you being somebody different as a person. That's what personal transformation is about. And cumulatively, when you bring in a group of people who are experiencing personal transformation and they work together, you call that cultural transformation. That's all. That's the only difference. Cultural transformation is nothing but a group of people who are personally transforming. We talked a good bit about that on the front end. Hope you enjoyed this session on developing in-house trainers. Again, if you want to learn more about this, about my, my license and certification for my content, go to bluecollarleadership.com and look at the uh, certification menu button. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks. 
at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.